Let's just say I put him in a hole and threw away the hole. Welcome to the Suicide Squad cast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and the small screens, and we want to make sure that we talk about all of it. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. My name is Scott. And I'm Tim, and we are the Suicide Squad cast. Scott, what happened today? Uh, Ben Affleck tweeted out a video that broke the internet, I think. (laughs) Uh, I believe one tweet I read was, no, it killed the internet. Wink, wink. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you this. I was completely unprepared for this. um, You know, obviously I'm at work during the day and I just happened to run through and I saw this tweet come out because I get notifications from Ben Affleck and tweet popped up and I'm like what is this and I saw it was like a little fuzzy picture and so I clicked on it and I had no idea whatsoever what I was watching and as I'm watching it all of a sudden I realized that this is not some video game footage that there's something real happening here and all of a sudden I said oh my I cannot believe it it's Deathstroke. <laughs> oh my no and the thing was was that I swore based on all those Justice League uh, reports that we got over the summer that that was like probably him like on the flying fox or something. That's yes. at least my fan theory about what he is. But oh yeah, basically whether it's a cameo or some sort of, you know, minor appearance, Deathstroke is somehow going to show up in the Justice League movie and I flipped my lid. Yeah. And for one, the costume just looked fantastic. I couldn't oh. believe it. Oh, I mean, you had mentioned this before. I mean, you, you it looked like the video game costume to you. Well, it, it's, it's directly taken from Batman Arkham Origins, yeah. which, uh, the character was so underutilized in that game, but his character design in that game was fantastic. Because what I loved is how it has sort of the military armor look, but it's sleek and trimmed down. So you'd believe that an assassin could wear this armor, but then still be able to, you know, move the way that you would want Deathstroke to move. Yeah. Oh, man, it just it just looked fantastic. And, you know, the way whoever this actor is, and, you know, we can kind of speculate on that. Whoever this actor is, I was just floored by just the acting behind his movements and all that. Oh, yes. It was just oh. very kind of slow, methodical and like kind of taking it all in. And then at the very end at the video, whoever is filming us, he or she, you know, take the camera off of the screen that they're looking at this footage on. And when they come back, you just see Destro come in and, and he's kind of like looking a little bit to the right. And then uh, he slowly kind of turns up and looks right at the camera. <laughs> it's, it's just awesome. And you're looking out of his one good eye. His one good eye. Oh, this thing was great. I mean, I had no idea what I was walking into when I saw this thing. And uh, I would easily say that this is probably one of the top moments for me in the in the past year of just being completely caught off guard and just seeing something that just really made me lose it. Well, it was the thing that no one was talking about Deathstroke no. at, at all. And Deathstroke is one of you my You mean fi- like today or are you just talking about recently? Well, I'm talking about for the DCEU. Deathstroke was not a name that, you know, while people had banded around the idea of him being in the movies and how much we'd want to see that, like no one, like there was no rumor about Deathstroke going to be in the film. Well, there was a lot of rumors about uh, Deathstroke being in Suicide Squad. Well, but not maybe in like the sequel. Like that would be something for, su- like that's something that people wanted to see in Suicide Squad 2. But not a film that was actually in production. And it just, my mouth dropped. You know, it was just, oh my God, because Deathstroke is one of my favorite DC characters. He really is. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about the reasons why, but it's still, it's just amazing that already by film number five, that mm-hmm. he's going to be some sort of play 
player in the DCEU, and that just got me giddy, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, you know, I think some people did know, because I'm going to throw out this thing with Umberto Gonzalez from Now the Rap. He threw out just a random tweet about a month ago, and it was just a picture of a comic panel of Deathstroke. And he tweeted it out there without comment and didn't answer any questions about why that was tweeted out. And that was literally a month ago. And when this video got thrown out there by Ben Affleck, you know, of course, it set the internet on fire. And then shortly after that, Umberto Gonzalez came out and said that he had the exclusive on this, that Deathstroke was going to be the primary villain for the solo Batman film. And so that news kind of like tied into Ben Affleck actually releasing this little footage here. So I think this is my theory about what happened here. I think Umberto Gonzalez found out some information and we know that he's been trying to improve his relationship with the studios and to not put out things that were going to really spoil things, I guess we'll say for the studio. I think he probably reached out to the filmmakers of the studio and said, I've got this information. Can you confirm it? And they probably said, we will confirm it if you, you know, do not release this information until we have a chance to kind of release it on our own terms. And so this is my theory about what I think actually happened. Oh, well, that's completely believable to me. I mean, nothing about what you just said makes me go, oh, bullcrap, Tim. You know, that's conspiracy. No, that that is exactly the way it would play out. Let us light the internet on fire and then you get the follow up. Yeah. I mean, that's he's the chaser, basically. He had the I mean, this this works out to his benefit, because if he puts something out there early on, people can easily say, "Okay, well, this, you know, we can kind of dismiss this or this is just highly a rumor at this point. If he's allowed to put out his story following this big reveal here, not only does it allow Warner Brothers or the filmmakers to kind of do it on their own terms, but then he gets to follow up with a story that completely has a lot more believability to it. Now, let me ask you now, do you think Deathstroke is actually going to play a part? And this is pure speculation. Yes. But you think he's going to play a part in the Justice League film? Or is this more like we just saw like the mid credit scene for Justice League that's going to lead into the Batman solo film? Well, I would say this. Uh, I've got two thoughts about this. For one, when I saw this scene, I thought to myself, if this had been a surprise mid credit scene, everybody would have lost. <laughs> they would have lost their mind seeing this as much as we did already seeing it on the Internet. So I don't believe this is going to be a mid credit scene. I think there is going to be a small storyline that's really the seeds are going to be planted in Justice League because I think this is actually happening over in London right now. And it's a scene that was probably filmed for Justice League is my guess. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing that it was filmed for Justice League, but I'm wondering if it's one of those scenes where it's not going to be a major plot point in Justice League. It's going to be some of that seed planting for the solo Batman film that we've indicated, for, especially from Mark Hughes, that Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck are helping to do some rewrites to the Justice League script to help set up the solo Batman film. And maybe this is one of those seeds. Like, that's why I even use the word cameo. Like, I'm not even talking like a B-plot. I'm talking like a, you know, introduction to, here's Batman doing Batman's thing with this character, knowing that that's then going to lead into Batman's movie. Yeah, I think that is exactly what it is. And that that's kind of where I was going with what I was saying is I think this is just a, a really small subplot to the film and it doesn't really have any strong bearing to the actual storyline for Justice League. I think this is kind of setting up the films to come. And I think I kind of feel like that is what DC is going to really try to do here with their films is is really kind of have more than just a little teaser credit scene. I think they're going to have some kind of significant plot really built up in a previous film. And I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen going forward now that they have a good handle on what's, you know, what's to come. Well, cool. I appreciate that. Now, we had talked about wanting to maybe give a little bit of a um, small history lesson on Deathstroke, mm-hmm. just in case some people may not be wondering why we're losing our you-know-what over this. <laughs> Deathstroke was a character that was created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez in their Noon Teen Titans run in the early 80s. As a matter of fact, I believe he appeared in 
1980. Uh, first appearance was in issue number two of the Noon Teen Titans. Yes. Um, classic character introduced as a primary antagonist for the Teen Titans. To be honest, that's where I first saw the character was in the classic Teen Titans cartoon series mm-hmm. voiced by Ron Perlman. So that was even my first introduction to the character. Yeah, I actually remember him because I read the Teen Titans at that time. Right. I wasn't born yet, Tim. That, <laughs> I know that's you the weren't. reason I can't do that. Yeah, but I, I actually, I mean, I didn't read him at the very moment they came out, but I mean, I had like the collection of the first 20 issues of Teen Titans in, and I remember reading him, you know, as a child and uh, it was just phenomenal. I mean, it, it really tied into the early Perez series with Marv Wolfman and all that, and all those books were just great. And that, of course, led into the Judas Contract, which is where, you know, he really kind of made a mark for himself. Well, because that, that was such a classic story where, you know, you bring in characters like Terra and you get the introduction of Nightwing. I mm-hmm. mean, it was such a seminal story for Wolfman and Perez's uh, Teen Titans run right. that having Deathstroke in the Judas contract was just sort of like the the cherry on top of the Sunday. Right. Uh, now, of course, then Marv Wolfman went on and wrote a solo Deathstroke series, which they've actually been re-releasing in trades in the past few months, and I've been collecting those and haven't got around to reading them yet, but that started like in the early 90s. Uh, before any, if, if anybody's curious, the character of Deadpool at Marvel was created as a parody of Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Deathstroke's real name is Slade Wilson. Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson. I mean, Rob Liefeld intentionally parodied the character when they did it at Marvel. So before that, because that's already started on the internet, dudes, Deathstroke came first by several years. <laughs> let's let's just nip that in the bud right now. Right. And then he's had notable appearances in other comics. Particularly, I have to say, Identity Crisis had an amazing fight between members of the Justice League and Deathstroke. And Deathstroke pretty much took on an entire squad of the Justice League at one time. Just to let you know what a bad A he is. Yeah, that was actually my favorite. That's the favorite storyline with Deathstroke I've ever seen. And that was the one where Identity Crisis, if you haven't read it, it's one of my favorite stories of all time. Brian Metzler and Rags Morales art. It's fantastic. It's a must read. It's a must read. It's it's a very on the edge kind of story. Really, it really is. Uh, At the time, it was pretty controversial. But that fight scene between Deathstroke and the Justice League is just, I think, one of the greatest scenes of all time. You know, a little side story. I heard an interview with Brian Metzler and do you know the reason he put Deathstroke in his story? Hmm. Because he grew up reading the new Teen Titans and he okay. was so heartbroken over uh, the relationship between Deathstroke and Terra and the whole Judas contract thing. That was his private way of getting revenge on Deathstroke for the trauma he encountered as a child reading oh. new Teen Titans. Wow. So cool little cool little side story there. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, what else do we need to say about him at this point? Uh, he, he was a fantastic character on the Arrow TV show. I mean, that, True, yeah. I think that I, I will credit Arrow with introducing him to a whole new generation mm-hmm. because I would think that there are several people today who only know who Deathstroke is because they watch Manu Bennett's excellent performance in the first two seasons of Arrow. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've made this point before. I think it's very smart for DC Entertainment to allow properties to appear both in the movies and TV at the same time because, you know, TV is going to just be a great stepping stone for getting the masses really introduced to these characters. And then you can really kind of flesh them out and just allow them to really, really shine on the big screen. So I think this is just another example of that. I, you know, I would say this little thing here. Now, because we are getting Judas Contract as an animated film, and we also are getting Justice League Dark as an animated film, do you think there's a lot more of a relationship right now in kind of like rolling this stuff out amongst DC Entertainment? I do. I, and you know what? And I think it's all on purpose. Yep. I, oh, absolutely. It's all on purpose. And I think that you just hit the nail on the head is that it, because the animated films are going to be coming out before the actual live action films. Right. So I think it's another way of sort of re- 
refreshing the audience since those are PG-13 animated films mm -hmm. I believe it is a way of kind of priming the audience for who these characters are so that maybe when they get into the actual DCEU films they don't have to spend that much time explaining who these characters are right. like there's going to be a certain expectation of we can jump right into it because you know these people Yeah. so I think that's what I personally think that that's what's going on because since they're already putting the characters into the films we're not using the animated films as a testing waters for are people interested yes they're already interested but let's give them a little bit more characterization before you see them on the big screen and I think it services all the properties not just the animated division but also TV it's going to service the big screen it's going to service the comic books I, I think this is really smart it seems like DC Entertainment and Warner Brothers are really starting to just mesh all these properties together and really just you know just try to build up the brand right but not by but not by sharing universes keeping them separate keeping them separate but having synergy between the products right right now um, we just want to do this quick episode give our quick thoughts on this we both have to get going here but I do want to kind of end this though Scott what do you think is actually happening in that scene I want to get your thoughts because I've got some thoughts I almost think it's one of those holy crap moments like Deathstroke has snuck his way onto the ship and so the door opens and then he's walking in I you know what I'm hoping happens is I'm hoping he gets like a fight scene where he takes on some members of the Justice League like maybe Bruce and Diana and like you get this because uh, I, I want to see a Batman Deathstroke fight I really <laughs> really do yeah. especially a Batfleck you know a Batfleck Deathstroke fight and that suit of armor give me something like the warehouse rescue scene but just mano y mano and I will I will lose it in the movie theater I I won't be able to keep down my popcorn coke I'll just be yelling so much to be honest with you see I'd love to see this too I, I would love to see him very use very sparingly uh, if he is in fact in Justice League which I think is probably what's happening oh I, I yeah I do and, and I would like you know I'd like the idea of a little confrontation with the Justice League but I want it to be so quick and maybe he is so decisive in how he maybe almost along the lines of identity crisis is able to defeat kind of a small group of the Justice Leaguers and uh, and then that's all we see from him and that just kind of really sets up you know what's going to happen in a solo Batman film now let me tell you what my thoughts are I look at that scene and I can't really tell what I'm seeing here and maybe this is just me kind of wishful thinking but it almost seems to me that he somehow kind of stumbled upon maybe an entrance to the Batcave network and maybe he was trailing Batman who went into one of his many different entrances to get to the underground tunnels and almost seemed to me that he was in one of those underground tunnels maybe at a warehouse or something like that and where you see that little scene open up you see a lot of smoke just kind of billowing out and it almost seems to me that he had opened some kind of door of some sort and when it opened up he just suddenly realized that there's a heck of a lot more going on here than he realized and so it almost kind of had that kind of feeling to me and I would just love that if that was like him suddenly going in and finding out who this Batman person is yeah and you gotta also remember that Deathstroke is a mercenary yes. so that means someone had to hire him someone had to hire him exactly and who knows maybe this is revenge from you know Lex Luthor who's got the kind of money I hope it's Lex I hope it's yes. Lex Luthor yeah, I, I really too. want it to be do we want to talk briefly about some of the casting rumors we've heard today okay yeah because I've heard one that I I'm, it's a rumor and it's speculation but I I can buy it okay so uh, this casting rumor is something that I find very credible it is Joe Meganello Yes. He, I know him because he was in True Blood on HBO. He played mm -hmm. a werewolf and he is um, either Australian or British. I think he's Australian. Mm. And the, someone spotted that he has followed both David Ayer and Zack Snyder on Twitter and then they have followed him back. Yeah, very recently. <laughs> very recently. He's in London right now because he sent out a tweet about 11 hours ago where he was having dinner with uh, one of his True Blood co-stars. Mm. 
mm-hmm. who does happen to be British. So he's in London, and if you've seen pictures of him, he's sporting the goatee and a very sort of high and tight haircut, which would right. kind of work with Slade Wilson's, you know, military background. Definitely, yeah. Plus, he's a giant, beautiful man <laughs> that would <laughs> fit the role pretty well. A good-looking man. I, I don't even need to speculate beyond Joe because, I mean, I think that's exactly who it is. I yeah, mean, I mean, do you have any other thoughts? I mean, I, no, 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 no. The, 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 to be honest, seeing that David Ayer and Zack Snyder have both followed him on Twitter and that, that has been a very good indication of rumors in the past. It has, it has been, yeah. I, and here's my speculation, though. If David Ayer is following him, then I'm really hoping he's showing up in a Suicide Squad <laughs> sequel. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm a true believer that these films are going to be much, much, much connected going forward. So I think this is a great sign of good things to come, guys. Oh, man. So I think that's it for tonight. We just had to shoot off this quick little thing to give our reactions because we know you're all just losing your minds right now. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, that's it, guys. Surprise. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, and one last reminder. We are going to be dropping the debut episode of DC TV Squadcast, and that's coming out this Wednesday night. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Yep. See ya. Scott, man, I was really looking forward to just crawling into bed tonight, reading a book before I go to bed. I was really planning on having a nice, peaceful Monday night. Yeah. Thanks, Affleck. Thanks. Thanks.